On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC. Redesign your organisation. Reinvent your capabilities. Reimagine your future. On News Talk. Andy, a Canadian government spokesman said that your art could not be described as original sculpture. Would you agree with that? Ah, uh, yes. Why uh, do you agree? Well, because it's not original. You have just then copied a common uh, item. Yes. Well, why have you bothered to do that? Why not create something new? Uh, because it's easier to do. Well, isn't this sort of a joke, then, that you're playing on the public? Uh, no. It gives me something to do. And as you've heard, even Andy Warhol didn't quite feel his work was entirely original, but that doesn't mean it wasn't iconic. And this week on Hidden Histories, the largest ever exhibition of Warhol's work in Ireland has just opened at the Hugh Day Gallery entitled Andy Warhol, Three Times Out. Ireland has long been fascinated by Warhol with previous shows breaking attendance records and his life influencing a recent Irish novel. So what was it about Warhol that fascinated us so much? Donald Fallon is here again. Uh, thanks a for coming on in. So he obviously launched into the world and I can't, even when you say this is kind of a ridiculous <laughs> sentence uh, with a can of Campbell's soup and everyone does know his work even if you don't necessarily know you know his work. Yeah, there's a really wonderful piece of street art in, in Cabra uh, Dublin 7 that pays tribute to a, a local industry there people in Cabra will remember that the, the Bachelor's Beans factory was one of the major major em- employers there locally historically uh, and simple but brilliant this graffiti shows a can of Bachelor's Beans in a pop art style and it says underneath if Andy Warhol was from Cabra and of course you know <laughs> that's what made Andy Warhol that image but yeah his very first one man gallery exhibition opened in 1962 it proclaimed his arrival into mainstream consciousness and the piece everyone remembers is a Campbell's soup can. But I think the idea of his kind of pop art, you know, depicting things like a bottle of Coca-Cola, uh, a tin of soup, it very much divided artistic opinion. But, but Warhol defended these depictions and he, he had a lovely way of putting it. He said, what's great about this country is that America started the tradition where the richest consumers buy essentially the same things as the poorest. Hmm. You can be watching TV and see Coca-Cola. You know that the president drinks Coke. Liz Taylor drinks Coke. And just think about it. You can drink Coke too. Yeah. <laughs> Coke is a Coke. No matter what amount of money uh, you have, they can't get you a better Coke than the one the bum on the corner is drinking. So you know, it was a comment in its own way on, on commercial commercialization of society yeah. and, and all of that. Probably coming to a head with the president who had McDonald's every evening for dinner or yeah. I, I remember being you know in Lafayette Square and thinking that's probably the McDonald's Donald Trump is yeah, getting yeah. from and you go in for the for the thing of it you know um, but obviously New York is kind of where Warhol is associated with but he did actually have quite much humbler beginnings Yeah born in Pittsburgh 1928 uh, you know he began as a commercial illustrator and advertising lots of great artists began doing that you know selling things for other people mm. and maybe that's what put some of those ideas into his head but in some ways they were kind of unique the family were immigrants uh, working class Warhol was wasn't the name. That was the kind of Americanization of the name that they settled on. And uh, his father worked in a coal mine. You know, not, oh. not too many artists in New York City in, in, the, in the 1960s could say that. But yeah, it's easy to see, isn't it, how someone of that background, Im- immigrants, this often happens, often fall in love with the idea of the nation that they're in and the mm. imagery of the nation that they're in, the American dream. So like, what does, what does Warhol do? What does he put down on canvas? Coca-Cola, Marilyn Monroe, Mickey Mouse. You know, it's all that very, very iconic uh, uh, American imagery but Kieran Carty who was a, a brilliant Irish journalist uh, writer on the cinema and the Sunday Independent he wrote a piece trying to explain Warhol to readers of the Sindo because they hadn't actually seen his work here mm. and he's describing his films and his paintings and he quotes Warhol saying I'm so empty I can't think of anything to say 
I'm not more intelligent than I appear. I'm not really saying anything now. If you want to know all about Andy Warhol, just look at the surface of my films and paintings and me, and there I am. There's nothing behind it. <laughs> but that was being coy. You know, there was a lot going on, even in a work that depicted something as simple and everyday as a bottle of Coke or a can of soup. There was always a reason for it. Uh, and he did start to create this style that is, like we say, kind of instantly recognisable, but then moved on, as often artists do, branched on to other stuff. Yeah, and you know, a lot of artists become an industry because people, uh, art collectors and dealers and other people make them an industry. Warhol made himself an industry. <laughs> he arrives in New York. Uh, he sets up in an old firehouse a studio on East 87th Street, later moves... Uh, and it becomes known as the factory. You know, even calling it a factory <laughs> says a lot about his views. You know, the mass production of immediately recognisable images. And the people around him, he calls them his superstars, which is brilliant, isn't it? So Warhol famously quipped that in the future, everyone will be famous for 15 minutes. And these New York it girls and it boys were becoming famous for 15 minutes uh, just by being around him. But we didn't really know a whole lot about him on this side of the world. And I mean, Carty had another great article where he told his readers, we're no wiser about Warhol any film society attempting to screen an Andy Warhol movie in Dublin runs the risk of being prosecuted for causing an affront to public decency. The scandal about Warhol is that he is denounced almost solely by those who've never seen his movies. I mean, this is a country where Natural Born Killers, A Clockwork Orange, Life of Brian, all banned. Mm. There's very little chance of the Irish public getting a look at an Andy Warhol movie. Is he where the 15 minutes of fame yes, came from? Is that brilliant. the phrase? Brilliant. That's amazing. Isn't it, even that in itself has become... So mass produced yeah. and misattributed and you can buy it on a a print or a pillow or anything that you want. Exactly. And possibly more relevant than ever now, 15 minutes of Instagram fame um, <laughs> as we move into the 21st century. But, uh, you know, calling people around him superstars maybe a bit of irony in that, but a lot of them were those big names, yeah. at least briefly. Yeah, the great Ulick O'Connor, brilliant. Everyone remember Ulick, great journalist and everything else. Uh, he was a biographer of Brendan Behan. So mm. Ulick kind of fell in love with New York and he would stay in the, the Chelsea Hotel because that's where everyone stayed. Mm. You know, Leonard Cohen immortalised it in song. Brendan Behan stayed there too. Uh, Ulick tells a great story about being in New York at the height of kind of uh, Andy Warhol fever. And he meets Viva, one of the most recognisable superstars. And he says, I invited Viva to a benefit party I was running on the roof of the Chelsea to raise money for the Berrigan brothers, two Catholic priests who were jailed for anti-war protests. There were lots of nuns at the party who crowded around Viva when they recognised her. They'd been at school with her and were not in the least put off by her reputation. You know, talk uh-huh. about different worlds meeting. But these kind of models and, and, and these kind of, you know, B-movie stars and these indie singers, all of these people that were around Andy Warhol were just propelled to the very top of London society, literally to the roof of the Chelsea Hotel. Mm. And even though he was this big name and is this big name now, when he died, still because of a lot of things you've talked about, largely unknown in Ireland. Yeah, which is so weird. I mean, when he dies, there's a report in the Evening Herald that says a lot about about Ireland. This is the 1980s, by the way. This is 1987. And the Evening Herald tell their readers that John Cardinal O'Connor, New York's Archbishop, has, quote, expressed no interest in officiating at the Warhol funeral, which will be attended by many of the city's more obvious homosexuals. Oh it's just God. extraordinary. Oh my so God. all this stuff around Warhol and his lifestyle was kind of what we knew about him when, when, he, when his name appears in our newspaper archives. But uh, yeah, he probably would have basked on that review. And then later, 1998, the Irish Museum of Modern Art, they host a Warhol exhibition called After the Party, uh, it became the most successful exhibition in the history of IMA up to that point. 2,000 people a day on a weekday, the Independent said, were waiting in line to get a glimpse at these works. So we were a little bit late to the party, after the party, but uh, Warhol fascinated us in the 90s. Mm, and properly jumped into the party then. Uh, um, for 
a, d- a dead artist. He is still very much around in the mainstream and, and possibly, as can quite often happen, is more influential than ever after he's passed on. Yeah, and his 15 minutes of fame have gone on for some time, haven't yeah. they? And uh, fascination with him remains, just like Keith Haring, one of his contemporaries in that scene. I mean, they are both, you can have them in, in whatever colour you like. The Andy Warhol Foundation is thriving. You can buy prints of all the classics. I think he'd like that. I mean, I think mm. he would like the fact you can buy a, an Andy Warhol Foundation print for very little money and stick it in your living room. The kind of democracy uh, he'd like. And earlier this year, Nicole Flattery wrote a, a really nice novel, actually. She made the leap from short stories to novels, Nothing Special, which is the story of a young typist working in, in Warhol's factory. And I like what she said in the Irish Times. She said, I read somewhere that Andy Warhol wanted to make a TV show called Nothing Special. I thought that's a great title. Mm. And that book has been pretty warmly received everywhere. So now that you, Lane, have brought us this show three times out, Andy Warhol three times out, five years of making this show. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, there's, there's, as someone who works in museums and around curation, that, that's a lot of work yeah. for one show. It's the most ambitious showing of Andy Warhol's work ever in Ireland across very different mediums. And it remains to be seen, you know, if the 15 minutes are still going on, if the Irish public are still as curious about this artist as they were uh, before. I tried yeah. to go yesterday, it was sold out. So maybe no they way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, so book, so, your, book your tickets nice I and early. I can't tell you yet what it looks like. I know, I was but, thinking, uh, God, maybe I'll wander over <laughs> after now. I I'm, maybe need to plan ahead. The fact that I couldn't get in says we might be in a 16th minute of fame. <laughs> do you not know, you know, blast your own fame. So I'm talking about this on the radio. Let me in the door. Come on. Uh, Donal Fallon, who is going to be first in the queue at the Hugh Lane Gallery today after this and thanks a million for talking to us that's fascinating actually but yeah, I didn't know a lot of that um, which probably speaks into exactly what you were saying uh, thanks a million On the Record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11 Brought to you by PwC Redesign your organisation Reinvent your capabilities Reimagine your future On News Talk.